everlasting father we thank you for bringing us to this bible study again thank you for the opportunity to read your word and thank you for your presence that you have always promised us will be with us we say be thou glorified in jesus name for as we study we ask that you speak to us by yourself for god whatever thing in our lives that is not pleasing to you we ask that you forgive us and wash us clean with your blood and help us to always be in right standing with you god i pray for everyone that will join this bible study that you would speak to them oh god and help them oh god to understand your word prepare them oh god give them wisdom on how to live in this age and give them wisdom about what your plans are for the times to come receive the glory of days we invite your presence here we love you lord jesus in jesus mighty name of prayer. amen amen i want to welcome everybody to this bible study today we'll be studying revelations chapter 11 and i know that my god is here to bless everyone and will reveal to us deeper secrets from his word so let's dig in um before i start as i do i want to recap um do like a brief review of what we've been talking about we've been talking about the end time and what will happen at the end so just to give you like a summary of what we've been dealing with john in the book of revelations so revelation about the end time and this is not new because god has given revelation to people like daniel isaiah as, as we'll be seeing in the, today's bible study and john saw this revelation on the island of patmos he saw god's throne he also saw god holding a scroll in his right hand and on the scroll there were seven seals and nobody um, was able to worthy enough to open the seals except somebody who is Jesus the Lamb of God who redeemed us with his blood and he was the only one worthy to open the seal to take the book open the seal and open the book and then we saw how the seals were opened from the first seal and we've seen up to the sixth seal we've studied the first seal the meanings up to the sixth seal and now we are currently studying the seventh seal and i don't want you to confuse things because the seventh seal involves the sounding of seven trumpets so you might get confused along the way but just know that um the seventh seal involves seven angels sounding seven trumpets we know the first seal as you i hope you've been following the previous bible studies the first seal we see the white horse and this white horse stands for the victory of jesus christ at the cross and he goes forth conquering and to conquer and that is the revelation that god has given us in this bible study I pray that God will also give you revelation as you study personally for yourself. I want us to be careful of revelations from commentaries 
try to grow to an extent to get your own revelation from God about his word sincere revelation not manipulated not from your flesh but revelations from God as you grow through his word about his word as well so um the first seal <coughs> featured the white horse which is Jesus's death and resurrection the victory that Jesus had for us over sin and hell the second seal featured the red horse which Jesus already told us that after he when he ascended to heaven he told us that in this world we would have troubles but he leaves us with his peace and that is the peace that we have we are using to overcome the rider of the red horse who whose job is to take peace away from the earth so this seals were open in Revelation chapter 6 so you, you could like to read Revelation chapter 6 to know more about the seals the third seal is the black horse okay yeah so the second horse which is the red horse took peace from the earth and troubled the Christians persecuted Christians and caused more troubles in the world we saw the first world war the second world war the civil wars all this are uh, the activities that happened under the second seal for the third seal um, is the black horse and uh, usually strong horses usually black strong horses shiny beautiful horses and based on the using the Word of God in previous books of the Bible to explain the third horse now the third horse is not the, the third the rider of the third horse had um, scales in his hand he didn't do anything he just had scales in his hand and a voice from the midst of the four beasts in heaven the four beasts are good the four beasts are always before the throne of God as you would already know if you've been following this Bible study the four beasts are creatures before the throne of God that sing to God every every time whenever the four beasts um, say holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come the 24 elders will say um, thou art worthy O Lord for thou created all things and for thy pleasure they were created so that's what goes on in heaven the four beasts their work is to praise God and the 24 elders also praise God they stay around the throne of God and then Jesus to is in front of the throne of God and then the candlesticks which represent the seven spirits of God the Holy Spirit the spirit of wisdom spirit of knowledge spirit of understanding spirit of counsel the spirit of might and the spirit of the fear of God those are the seven spirits for the throne of God and John saw all these things also saw God holding the scroll with the book with the seven seals and so <clears throat> in Revelation 6 we saw that um, we, we saw that when when Jesus opened the third seal it featured 
the voice in the midst of the four beasts said, and the voice said, a measure of barley for a penny. And then we saw in the olden days when God was to cause <clears throat> prosperity in the land of Israel, he told Elijah to tell the people that this time tomorrow, a measure of um, barley will sell for a shekel. And we kind of compared that um, to each other. And we saw that that verse, the black horse, is actually talking about prosperity. And he said, do not harm the oil or the wine. And these are expensive um, commodities, right? So that shows us that during the course of time, after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, after the wars and first, second world wars, there will be a period of prosperity of the world where we have economic boom and we see innovation, technology, science, all these things are released from heaven because <clears throat> not the rider of the horse that proclaimed that, but a voice in the midst of the four beasts that proclaimed prosperity on the earth. So <clears throat> he proclaimed prosperity on the earth and um, we see all these interesting ability to make wealth you can be an entrepreneur you can you have globalization all these things the bible says in the last days knowledge will increase knowledge to make wealth will increase as well god released this knowledge to the world and that is part of his end time plans so that's the third horse now the fourth horse is the the pale horse this horse is pale obviously God always tells us what each horse will do. The first horse was went on conquering and to conquer. And I said that the effect of each horse is still with us till today. The effect of every horse that comes in history will continue to be with us um, until the end of time. So the effect of Jesus' death and resurrection is still with us today because souls are being saved jesus is saving sinners every day even till today and the power the victory that jesus won on the cross that's the first horse is still available to us today and so the second horse um is the which is persecution is still with us today many christians are being persecuted and there's still no peace in the world so the peace has been taken away still with us today the third seal which is the um the black horse prosperity is still with us today there are different ways to make wealth sincerely genuinely by investing and all these things and if you're a christian you ask god to give you wisdom on how to how to make it in life and whatever wealth that god releases to your hand be satisfied and contented with it because that's not our goal our goal is not like physical prosperity or riches our goal is spiritual blessings spiritual blessings is our goal <clears throat> so that is the third horse the fourth horse is we're not yet there yet that's the pale horse 
and that is death riding on a horse and the gate the hell hell follows right behind him so death riding on the horse and hell follows right behind him that's a scary picture it's a pale horse when something is pale when something is looking pale that means it doesn't look good so um we're still waiting for this period in time and where the gate of hell will be unleashed upon the world and obviously when the gate of hell is unleashed only the people that are against the gate of hell will actually suffer it because people that are on the side of the gate of hell will be shielded but christians will not be shielded so that leads us to the great tribulation and it's confirmed by the fifth seal because the fifth seal showed us a picture of what happened in what will happen in heaven at that time when the fifth seal is opened the saints in heaven that have died for jesus christ's sake would say jesus when will you avenge us of the people that killed us for your name's sakes and <clears throat> and jesus will say be patient and jesus will give them white robes and tell them to be patient because the antichrist which is death on the pale horse and hell following right behind will persecute their brothers which is the christians that are alive in this world at that time and so be patient they will soon come and join you so that confirms that whatever hell is doing whatever death is doing on the earth um signif being signified by the pale horse is the great tribulation greatly affecting the <clears throat> Christians, the ones that hold the testimony of Jesus Christ. Amen. So that's what we see in the sixth, in the fifth seal. And in the sixth seal, we see Jesus coming in rapture to deliver us from um, the hands of the Antichrist. Because he said in Matthew 24 that except God shortened the days of those great tribulation, nobody will be saved. Meaning that does not mean saved from punishment or death or saved saved um, from sin saved, saved from sin nobody would make it to the kingdom of God because many Christians will fall away many Christians will renounce the faith right if God doesn't shorten that time many nobody will, will end up being saved it's going to be a terrible tribulation, persecution time for the Christians. And so God will shorten that time so that the Christians can have a way of escape and breathe. So when he says no flesh should be saved, it means that no flesh will be, would have salvation if he does not shorten that time. So um, um, that's the sixth seal. Jesus came in rapture to take us away from the hands of the Antichrist and he stayed in the cloud and invested us with the sickle at the same time the, the wicked people of this world discovered that <laughs> okay why am I laughing that's so sad the wicked people of this world discovered that the wrath of God will begin right now because they started running around and and so sad screaming saying that who's going to save us from the rot of the lamb. So they probably have, have read the Bible and know that immediately after the rapture takes place, the rot of God would start on the world. And 
that is really scary you know so um you can read it if you want revelations chapter six so what else is there to talk about if the sixth seal has been opened in revelations chapter six now the seventh seal will be opened in revelations chapter seven and in revelations chapter seven when we see the seventh seal we saw that something happened before the seventh seal was opened God decided that some people will be um, sealed on their forehead. 12,000 people from each of the tribes of Israel, they were not raptured. They were on this earth. They remained on this earth. We don't know why yet, but they were not raptured. They stayed on this earth. They are virgins. They are men. They are virgins and they are men. <clears throat> And God destined that they would um, they would be sealed. They would be they'll be on earth during the wrath of God, but they won't be touched. They won't be harmed by the plagues that will affect the sinners on this earth. So that those are the one forty four thousand people that will be on earth. And so. Um, that's what we see in Revelation chapter 7, the first few verses. Then afterwards, the angel began to blow the trumpet. And so he blew the trumpet in Revelation 7. Um, the first... Oh, wait, let me see. Okay, so he did start blowing the trumpet in Revelation 7. After he talked about the 144,000, he then <clears throat> talked about us, how we will be in heaven talked about how we'll be singing and dancing and be very happy that we have been raptured to heaven so it just gives us a picture of us in heaven revelation 8 began the blowing of the trumpets as part of the seventh seal so the seventh seal was opened and four angels blew their trumpet and caused terrible disaster on the earth and in chapter 9 um, they blew two more trumpets, that's six, and caused more disasters on the earth. Chapter 10, which we studied the last time, um, <clears throat> says that... Um, yeah so it's so interesting chapter 10 is interesting because the um <clears throat> it gave us um they didn't blow the trumpet the, the seventh trumpet in chapter 10 right of revelations but the bible gave us a hint of what will happen when the seventh seal is opened and so and so that's what um, the Bible gave us in chapter 10. Let me read it. Revelations chapter 10, verse um, 6 and 7. And swear by him, please open your Bibles to Revelations 10, 6 and 7. It said, And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which are therein, uh, that there 
should be time no longer so the end of time as we know it when the seventh seal is blown the end of time will begin no, the seven trumpets is blown which is part of the seventh seal the end of time will begin now listen revelations 10 verse 7 says that but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel so when the seventh angel blows the seventh seal seventh trumpet i mean when he shall begin to sound the mystery of god should be finished as he declared unto his servants the prophet so the mystery of god will be finished when the seventh angel blows the trumpet everything will be ended and <clears throat> but the at this revelation chapter 10 the angel has not yet blown the trumpet now we are going to study revelations 11 today which is this event in revelation 11 are still part of the um sixth seal the uh, sixth trumpet see I, I, I told you it could be confusing but we are now in the seventh seal the sixth seal is the rapture seventh seal and seven trumpets will be blown so part of the sixth trumpet is what we'll study in revelations 11 what will happen when the six more things that would happen when the sixth trumpet is blown so let's read together open your bibles to revelation 11 it says there and there was a giving me a reed like unto a rod and the angel stood saying rise and measure the temple of god and the altar and them that worship therein but the cot which is without the temple leave out and measure it not for it is given unto the gentiles and the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months and i will give power unto my two witnesses that they should prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sack clothes so these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the god of all the earth and if any man would hurt them fire proceeded out of their mouth and devoured their enemies and if any man will hurt them he must in this manner be killed this have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will so that's part of the sixth trumpet the two anointed ones of god <clears throat> doing whatever they like on earth prophesying right for about three and a half years this prophets prophesied <clears throat> see there's so many people on the earth that even the plagues of the of the six trumpets that were blown had not yet killed all the people on the earth there were still many people on the earth um during this time many other people have died from the wrath of god but there's still many people on the earth right now so um we have so we have the revelations 11 verse 6 says that 
they have the power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and they have power over waters to turn them into blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their testimony, the beast that ascended out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them and kill them and their dead bodies shall lie in the streets of the great city which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified and of the people and kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their and they of the people and the kindreds and tongues and nations shall see their dead bodies three days and a half and shall not suffer their dead bodies to be put in graves. And they that dwell upon the earth shall rejoice over them and make merry and send gifts one to another because these two prophets tormented them that dwell on the earth. And after three and a half, after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them which saw them and they heard a great voice from heaven saying unto them come up hither and they ascended up to heaven in a cloud and their enemies beheld them and the same hour there was great earthquake and ten part of the city fell and the earthquake were slain of men seven thousand and the remnant were frightened, affrighting and gave glory to the God of heaven. So, so the second war is past, and behold, the third war cometh quickly. So, in Revelation 11, the, the sixth trumpet ended. So, you remember when they blew four trumpets? out of the seven trumpets the angel said the angel named the three trumpets that are left whoa 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 so three woes because they blew four trumpets remaining three trumpets three woes is the fifth sixth seventh trumpet so that's why they said the second woe is passed which is the sixth trumpet now they are about to sound the seventh trumpet and they told us that when the seventh trumpet is sound the mystery of God is finished, you know. And we read one, in one place last week about the fact that the mystery of God, um, we read about the mystery of God <clears throat> um, the last time. And, uh, says um, Paul talked about the mystery of God finished where he brings unity and the kingdom of Jesus begins soon, very soon. So when the seventh trumpet is blown, then Jesus, everybody starts preparing for Jesus' kingdom to begin here on earth, on this same earth that has been destroyed. I don't know how they're going to arrange everything. This is not a new heaven and new earth yet. No. In this destroyed earth, where one third of the sun was smitten during the wrath of God, Jesus will come and reign for a thousand years. So that is when, after the seven trumpets is blown. But I just want to tell you that I'm going to read 
the end of the seventh trumpet which is the blowing of the seventh trumpet which is revelations 11 14 to the end let's read the second woe is passed and behold the third woe cometh quickly the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdom of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ and it shall reign forever and ever and the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God so thank God I gave us a backstory reminding us that there are 24 elders in front of God's throne and they worship God every time and there are also four beasts in front of God's throne so the the 24 elders fell upon their faces and worshiped God saying we give thanks we give thee thanks O Lord God Almighty which art and was and art to come because thou had taken to thee thy great power and has reigned 18 says that and the nations were angry and thy wrath is come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants the prophets and to the saints and them that fear thy name small and great shouldest destroy and shouldest destroy them which destroyed the earth and the temple of god was opened in heaven and there was seen in his temple the ark of the testament and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and earthquakes and great hail so <clears throat> this is what happened when the seventh seal seventh angel sounded the trumpet as part of the seventh seal worship of the the 24 elders worship god and said this is the mystery of god is finished you know as we as some as, as someone told us in revelations 10 7 that if the seventh angel should blow then just know that the mystery of god is finished amen we have come to the end of revelations 11 but guess what 12 13 14 starts over from the first seal to explain to us in more details what will happen so it's interesting you know how god does his things remember nebuchadnezzar's dream isn't pharaoh's dream where he saw seven cows that are that were fat and 17 cows and the seven thin cows swallowed up the seven fat cows and they still look the same and pharaoh had another dream where he saw seven fat heads of corn and uh, seven thin skeleton looking um seven heads of corn and the seven thin heads of corn swallowed the seven fat heads of corn and god told joseph the meaning of the dream telling him that the two dreams mean the same thing that's the thing like john saw many dreams um about the same set of things so he has seen one set of revelation about the meaning of what will happen in 
when the seven seals have been opened again god showed him what will happen the meaning of each of those seven seals again at least he showed him the meaning of the first second fourth fifth sixth seventh seal again like more he added more details to the details he already gave him remember that he gave him a very brief summary of the first to the sixth seal in revelation 6 but as we go into revelations 12 13 14 15 he will expatiate the meanings of each of those seals so revelation is not that complex it's just about the seven seals mostly about the seven seals one explanation and from from chapter 12 another set of explanation of the same seven seals so <clears throat> Once you understand it that way, it makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> but I just want to explain Revelation chapter 11 briefly. I, I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Revelation chapter 11 talks about two prophets. Who are these prophets? Um, the only thing I know by the grace of God about this prophet is that they were two the, these two anointed ones is that they were mentioned in zechariah chapter 4 so the bible complements each other so let's open to zechariah 4 where zechariah saw revelation so So we'll try to read like the whole chapter of Revelation chapter, sorry, Zechariah chapter 4. Um, please open your Bibles. The whole chapter, I will quickly run through it so that we would have context. This was when the children of Israel has almost spent 70 years. I think they've already spent 70 years in exile in foreign lands, Babylon, the land of the Meds, the land of Patience, and now they are God is ready to welcome back to the, them back to their land and rebuild Jerusalem again. So Zechariah chapter four says that, and the angel that talked with me, me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And said unto me, What hearest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick, all of gold, and a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, um, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof. So he saw a candlestick of gold, a bowl on top of it. And then there are seven lamps on it. You know how all these seven lamps of the Jewish candlesticks look like. So, seven lamps and which are on top of the candlestick. And two olive trees by these candlesticks. Zechariah 4, chapter 4, verse 3 says that two olive trees by it one upon the right side of the bowl and another on the left side of the bowl verse 4 
So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? And then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what this be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then I answered, then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So, the main things you can get from this Bible verse. So, the, the angel told him to look, and he looked. And um, the angel asked him, don't you know what this, this means? And he said, he doesn't know. I pray God will help us to be honest, to tell the truth about what we know and what we don't know, you know. So, maybe if he had said, ah, maybe I have an idea or try to behave like he knew what he was seeing, maybe the angel of God wouldn't have told him. But the, the angel did not tell him the meaning of those things right away, right? Um, since, like, when, when you ask God a question, it tells you what you need to know first before he answers your whatever question you have <laughs> have to ask him. So he said... Zechariah 4 verse 6 the angel answered and spake unto Zechariah this is the word of God to Zerubbabel somebody else saying not by might nor by power but by my spirit said the Lord of hosts who art thou O great mountain before Zerubbabel thou shalt become a plain and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings crying grace grace unto it Zechariah 4 8. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, The hand of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, his hand shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you. For thou, for who hath despised the day of small things? For they shall rejoice and shall see the plummet in the hand of Zerubbabel with those seven. They are the eyes of the Lord, okay, sir, with those seven, okay? So now, the vision about the, the message from God to Zechariah now led into um, the fact that the seven, the eyes of God, which runs through and through the whole earth, Will, will help Zerubbabel build this um, house, right? So it's not going to be by Zerubbabel's might or power, but the Spirit of God and the Spirit of God, which is the seven lamps on the candlestick, and which is also the eyes of the Lord, which run to and fro through the earth. And I believe it's the seven Spirit of God. I have to get a Bible verse to accompany that. So Zechariah chapter 4 verse 11 says that, Then answered I, so now Zechariah understood that, Oh, I'm seeing the candlesticks because the seven spirit of God will help Zerubbabel build, rebuild, right? Um, the, the, the foundation of the house and finish it. And the seven spirit of God, the seven candlesticks 
the eyes of God. We help Zerubbabel do this. It's not going to be by his might or power, but by the Spirit of God. So Zechariah understood to that part. So he had to ask another question in Zechariah chapter 4, verse 11. Then answered I and said unto him, What are these two olive trees upon the right side of the candlesticks and upon the left side thereof? And I answered again and said unto him, What be the two olive branches which through the two golden pipes empty the golden oil out of themselves? So those are two questions in one. <laughs> and he answered me and said, Knowest not thou knowest thou not what this be? And I said, No, my Lord. And he said, Then said he, These are the two anointed ones that stand by the Lord of the whole earth. So the Lord of the whole earth is the seventh spirit of God in the seven lamps, the candlestick, on the candlestick. And the two olive trees are the uh, anointed ones that God appointed to stand by him, right? And that is the only place we have heard about the two anointed ones. And so in Revelation chapter 11, these two anointed ones will appear on re in real life because we can see them, right? These two anointed ones, they stand by the God of all the earth. So even if you think that, okay, the devil is the prince of this world, God still has his eyes upon the earth and the two anointed ones are still standing by God, watching, going to and fro, looking upon the whole earth. And then in the end of the days, during the, when the sixth angel blows his trumpet of wrath, these two anointed ones will appear on the earth and prophesy. And these are the two olive, Revelation 11, 4, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. You see there? They are the two that we saw in Zechariah and they are the two in Revelation. So these, uh, these people are real and I don't, know the, the, I don't know them. I don't know who they are, but they are the ones that God has appointed. So we are not alone as Christians. We have the seven spirits of God and also these two anointed ones. I don't know anything about them. You're not supposed to worship them. They're just servants of God. I don't know what they're doing, but they are we're only supposed to worship God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> But we are not alone. We have these two people that are with the Lord watching over the whole earth. And then they're going to do a lot of things. They're going to prophesy. And if you try to stop them, fire comes out of the their mouth and destroys you and they can shut heaven down from bringing rain they can do a lot of stuff some people are trying to liken them to prophets in the olden days that shut heaven down from rain but i have not had any revelation um about who these two anointed ones are and well i know that i know what they stand for According to Zechariah. Okay, so I hope you are following. Then that's the end of Revelation 11. That's the sixth and seventh seal. Now we're going to start over again. And I want to welcome you to the study on Revelation chapter 12. 
and I pray that God will in his infinite mercy reveal to us deep secrets about this book deep revelations about this book God will have mercy on us and show us himself as we read in Jesus name amen so I welcome you once again to this Bible study revelations chapter 12 and we will read together and as I told you before we have finished studying the seventh seal which features when the seventh seal was opened by Jesus angels blew seven trumpets and Jesus in Revelation 6 opened started opening the seven seals so he opened the first seal and he explained it just a little bit about the white horse and the second seal he explained it about the um, red horse and guess what he is now going to open it up more in revelations 12 so we're going to understand the mystery behind the death and resurrection of jesus christ what significance it is and why is it that the red horse following after signifies persecution and taking peace away from the earth and so the first and second seal is explained again in Revelation chapter 12 so let's read and there appeared a great wonder in heaven and a woman clothed with the Sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars and she being with child cried travailing in birth and pained to be delivered and there appeared another wonder in heaven now listen carefully as we read open your bibles revelations 12 and listen carefully this woman clothed with the sun moon under her feet um and upon her head a crown of 12 stars she being with child cried travailing in birth and pain to be delivered revelations 12 verse 3 says that and there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head and his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth and the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born so you see that let's read revelations 12 5 before i say this and she brought forth a man child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron and our child was caught up unto god and to his throne verse 6 says and the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of god that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days now this it started with a woman a sign in heaven a great wonder in heaven a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet in between revelations 12 verse 1 to 6 somehow the woman has come down to earth the pregnant woman came down to earth somehow because we see that when she gave birth to her child immediately the child was caught up to god and immediately also the 
um, she fled into the wilderness. That's it. So she was on earth. So even though the sign started in heaven, she came down to earth and completed the giving birth process. And Revelation 12, 7 says that, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon. And the dragon fought his, fought and his angels. So it says that, verse 8 says that, And prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, and that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Verse, um, Revelation 12, 11 says that, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. So, as we would. noise is gone okay let's keep reading <sighs> revelations chapter a huge destruction right okay so Revelation chapter 12 verse so as we will be seeing in Revelation chapter 12 we would see um, a situation where um, why why we said the first horse was a conquering horse and signify the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the victory sorry about that the victory of God um, the victory that the children of God got by the blood of Jesus so this explains the first seal Revelation chapter 12 and let me keep reading so that I reach the end before I start explaining. Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says that, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. Revelation 12 12 says that, Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. But woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. 
For the devil is come down unto you having great wrath, because he knoweth that he had but a short time. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of an eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place, where she is nourished for her time and times, and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out of his mouth water as a flood after the woman, and that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped the woman, and the earth opened her mouth, and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of its mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed and who kept the testimony, the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. So we see the second seal now where we see persecution and peace taken away from the world affecting mostly the Christians and then war unto the inhabitants of the earth because the devil has been cast down is angry very angry this things the mystery in revelations 12 it's very i don't want to say complex but it's featured some things that have happened before the foundation of the world remember that jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world why would jesus be crucified before the foundation of the world when adam had not yet even sinned you know so we see that when we when we look at the world we, and we look at the Bible, we should have a hint that time just occurs on earth. Time, chronological time where you say, um, when I was one year old, something happened. When I was two year old, then something happened. Then it goes there chronologically in order. It only happens on earth. In other places outside earth, Things happened mysteriously. Some things that happened, I think they're trying to make it into movies too, like all those complex movies that you watch, that some things happened then, so it was a shadow of something will happen later, you know? So they're trying to be like God, trying to be like the Bible. But in God's own space and time, right? His space and time is not measured by our space and time. His space and time is kind of different. Some things that might happen at first time, right, might be a symbol of things that will happen later in life, right? So Jesus Christ, according to the Bible, was crucified before the foundation of the world. So how did God just say, okay, let me crucify Jesus Christ right now. Let me slay this lamb right now to symbolize what I would do when I, I physically um, physically bring to pass the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see that? So Jesus Christ has been slain before this from the foundation of God, even before Adam and Eve sinned. So God knew that Adam and Eve would sin. And same thing for Revelation 12. Some things actually have already happened before the foundation of the world. Like this, the fact that the devil was cast down to earth did not just happen when this woman gave birth to Jesus. You understand? When this this birth happened, um, 
this birth happened it did not just happen after then it happened way before so pray god will help us to understand it but what i want us to get out of this revelations 12 is that it explained the white horse and what it came to do it came conquering and to conquer and that is what revelations uh, the death and resurrection of jesus christ but i will also briefly explain what god what i beg god to explain to me about this woman this is not like a literal woman it's not mary neither is it eve because he said um the son of the um the son of the you you serpent the son of the woman shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel is he talking about eve because eve was not the mother of jesus right so the seed of the woman right was he talking about mary mm -mm. so it's just a symbol of things that will happen so even this woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet is a symbol of i wrote here it's like a, a source of a new life that is born that is giving birth to into all christians so when a person is born again uh, we are grouped under this woman symbol so this woman is like the origin of the saints right she stands for the origin of the saints and since she's not a physical woman when she was being when she was giving birth the pain she felt there is the suffering of jesus christ the death and resurrection of jesus christ that that period of travail because the thing that was trying to be given birth to is salvation right they're trying to give birth to redemption of the whole earth so that's what i understood by the the revelation that god showed me so now the travail she faced at birth is not a physical birth pain but is the birth pain to bring about salvation the pain stands for the price to birth salvation and it symbolizes jesus death and resurrection and after it was realized jesus was caught up to heaven so when that thing was achieved a child was caught up to heaven right so he didn't you see that there was no crucifixion because that pain period was it stands for the crucifixion death and resurrection just to give birth to something interesting to give birth to the firstborn of many brothers and that firstborn ascended up to heaven so the devil thought that when jesus came to hell he was going to do something with him you know but when he came to hell he came to take captive death and hell he came to set free some of the prisoners in hell to take captive the captivity and release gave gifts to men so and then he was quickly caught up into heaven so that pain that she faced is actually the death and resurrection of jesus christ and it now gave birth to the firstborn of many brethren and the remaining seeds are the so she's like an umbrella right giving birth to more christians which is us you and i so we are under that umbrella we are, we are our children we are the children of salvation right so i'm just telling you just telling you that's how god told me that's how god permitted me to say it right now so um so it's not a physical pain because the woman is not a physical woman she's just a, an origin of salvation a source of salvation a vessel 
So, and it's like an illustration of the end times, like Matthew chapter 24, verse 8. The KJV version doesn't say this, but the NIV version says that um, Matthew 24 says that all these are the beginning of birth pains, right? So, the tribulation, the great tribulation, right? When you start seeing the wars and rumors of wars, those are the second seal, right? There's not that, that's not the real um, end of the world. That's not the real thing. It's just the beginning of bed pains, you know, when the beginning of bed pains. So, does it mean that the earth is a woman or does it mean that, how did I put it here? It says that when the end time is near, the great tribulation occurs trying to give birth to the second coming of Jesus in the clouds and the close of this world. Would you say that the world is a physical woman just because it will go through bed pangs before its end, right? So since you can't say the world is not, the world is not a woman, right? So that woman there is a symbol for something like a salvation. And when she was going through birth pains, that's the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ to bring forth this firstborn that is Jesus after he has risen and he was caught up to heaven and so the second the second seed of the woman are Christians that this new life will be born into them born into Christians and they will become a seed of the woman so now because of this salvation this would happen and I heard a voice Revelations 12 10 to 11 says that Revelation chapter 12, 10 to 11 says, And I heard a voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation. So because of what she has, um, because of what has happened, the pain period, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ has been actualized and the firstborn has been of many brethren as, as ascended into heaven. Now salvation, strength, and the kingdom of our God and the kingdom of his Christ has come, right? For the accuser of the brethren, which accused them before God day and night, has been cast down, right? He has been disappointed at the cross. Satan was disappointed. And that disappointment, that disappointment echoed the first disappointment when he tried to take over God's kingdom in the first time. So it's like a mystery, right? This, so part of Revelation 12 happened before the war began where satan um tried to take made war in heaven you know and we could say that this is why the previous chapter says that he, he jesus was slain before the foundation of the world because this woman's travail happened before the foundation of the world right travel happened and then physically it happened when jesus died in on the cross so this happened the the dragon then tried to take um, a third of the stars he took he actually took a third of the stars from heaven and fell it down to earth he took a third of god's angels wanted to rebel against god but he failed woefully and was angry and he was cast down to earth he lost his place in, place in heaven and was cast down to earth and so when he was cast down to earth he 
the the Bible says that the accuser has been cast down to the earth, right? And he was defeated again when Jesus physically died because he, what he planned did not happen. What he expected did not happen because God himself was the one that killed Jesus on that cross, not even Satan's crucifixion attempt. God killed, slayed Jesus by himself. God caused that pain um, in order to birth salvation for us all. So the Bible says, and they overcame him, that's Revelations 12, verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimonies and the love not their life unto death. And so um, the Christians in the second um, seal, which is the red horse who will overcome the persecution by the blood of Jesus. They're not going to love their lives. They're going to die for Christ, you know. So that is what it's about. And so uh, the second seal started from around Revelations 12, verse 11. And then the dragon in verse 17 says that the dragon was wrought with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed. So that's why I said that the, the, the horse, the white horse, the rider kept conquering and to conquer because that umbrella of salvation cannot be touched, right? So this umbrella of salvation, the woman was kept in a place prepared for her that the dragon could not touch her and she was kept there. So people will continue to become Christians, their salvation available to everyone. Um, so far the woman is kept safe this concept of salvation is sure for us we will continue to con have victory over satan have victory over death the source of salvation is kept safe for us but now we that we have come out of the woman and we are a seed and we have the new man in us we have the holy spirit in us the dragon keeps continues to make war with us we that keep the commandment of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. But he has failed and he will continue to fail because we will continue to overcome him by the blood of Jesus and the word of our testimony. Amen. And we have come to the end of Revelations chapter 12. And I pray that you have been blessed by this um, Bible study. By the grace of God, we will continue to the juicy part of the end time that people like talking about the 666 next bible study which is revelations chapter 13 and 14 and this explains the fourth seal so the i believe the third seal was straightforward enough that it did not need any further explanation so i i did not see any evidence of the explanation of the third seal again or expatiation by the bible the bible only re-explained the first and second seal in revelations 12 in Revelation 13, the Bible then re-explained the fourth seal, which is the coming of the Antichrist. And we'll be studying that in Revelation 13 and 14 next meeting. So I don't know. I thank God for everyone that has joined and anyone that has left and everyone that will watch this recording after it's been published. I thank you, God, for your life. And I think somebody else just joined Mafia. I welcome you. 
we are here and I'm, I'm glad that you are here we've been studying the end time and I don't know if you are a Christian I don't know if you're a child of God but if you are not this is an opportunity for you to put your life under God dwell in the secret place of the Most High dwell under the shadow of the Almighty that's the that's the safest place to be right now and God wants you to be saved and how can you be saved the Bible says that except a man is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God except a man is born of water and the Spirit of God he cannot enter into the kingdom of God so how can you be born of water or are you born of water how do I know I'm born of water how do I know I'm born of the Spirit of God how do I know this um, in two minutes let me explain the Bible in John chapter 3 says that you need to be born of water that means and we have seen these examples in the Bible where Jesus was talking to a woman by the well and he said that if I give you this living water you shall not thirst again this water is a new life when Jesus gives you this new life to drink, right? He does the work of righteousness in you such that the old man that loves sin, anything in you that loves sin is called the old man. But when Jesus gives you this new man in you, new water to drink, he will take the old man and nail it to the cross and then give you this new man. This new man hates sin. So whatever sin that you cannot control yourself, against whatever sin that whenever it comes you fall into temptation when you have this new water in you when you drink this water of life that jesus would give you you would be able to say no to that sin you'll be able to overcome that sin if you were a slave to the sin yesterday the next day after you after jesus has given you this water of life to drink the next day you would be tempted and you'll be like I hate you. I don't want to sin against God. I don't want to do this wickedness against God. That is this new life that God has given to us. And as you read the Bible and as you pray, then you'll be ready for the next step. That is being born of the Spirit. So when this water is full, so the, the food of the, the, this new life is the Word of God. When you continue to read the Word of God, it, you'll be like a tree planted by the river of water remember Psalm chapter 1 the Bible complements each other you'll be like a tree planted by the river of water and you continue to read God's Word continue to say no to sin and suddenly the Holy Spirit is giving birth into you somebody God gives birth to Holy Spirit in you and then you start you burst out this water then flows out of you as like living water so that is what it means to be born of the spirit and how do you know when the water starts flowing out of you you will start showing for the fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience gentleness goodness faith meekness and temperance those are nine fruits of the spirit you will start it will start coming out of you you will not be depressed anymore you will have joy instead you will not be angry anymore. You will have patience with your husband, with your wife, with your spouse. You have this fruit coming out of you. Then you will know that you have been born of water. And then you have been born of the Spirit of God. And then that, is, that means you are born again. When Jesus comes, you can 
gain God's kingdom. So how can we start? How can we ask Jesus to give us this water of life? So if you're listening to me right now and you don't, you have not experienced this thing in you, you need to follow these following steps. Now, apart from the fruit of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit also gives gifts. Those ones, I don't really talk about it much because it's optional, but the fruit is compulsory. And the fruit is even better than the gift. The gifts are, maybe you have the gift of healing, gift of miracles, speaking in tongues, prophecy. Yes, God gives those gifts and power to preach the word of God. The Bible says that when, when you shall receive power when the spirit of God comes upon you and you shall be witnesses um, to witnesses to me. So you will tell people about Christ. Those ones are, they are, God gives them to some people, God gives it to other people. But the ones that God will surely give you when you are born again, they are the nine fruits of the Spirit and they are wonderful. They help you live a life on this earth. They help you live a joyful, happy life on this earth, abundant life on this earth. So if you want that life that God gives, I want you to just bow your head and ask God, you know, ask God to forgive you your sins you know God has to see your heart and see how honest you are you think about it what sin what bad things am I doing that God hates everybody has sinned and come short of the glory of God everybody has sinned in one way or the other even if it's a tiny lie that you tell or stealing or sexual sin masturbation pornography bad music evil communication all these bad things are things that people are doing every day some people they can't even stop themselves because they are slave to all the sins and so right now if you can think of any sin that you have you have in your life and confess it to god say god please forgive me forgive me forgive me and wash me clean with your blood wash me clean with your blood forgive me oh god I know that you are here. Please forgive me. I'm sorry, Lord. I, I am committing this sin. I commit this sin because I can't stop myself. I can't prevent myself. I just fall into this sin. Lord, have mercy on me and wash me clean with your blood. In the name of Jesus. I also want you to pray because if you sincerely asked God to forgive you your sins God is looking at your heart right now is this person sincere is he or she really really honest does do you hate that sin do you want me to set you free that's what God is really asking you and if the answer is yes He's going to start the work of righteousness. He's going to take that old man that everybody, everyone has. Everybody that, was, that is born into this world has that old man. He will take it and nail it to the cross. And he will give birth to a new man in you. That's being born again, born of the new man. So say, Lord, please take this old man and nail this old man to the cross. Nail it to the cross of Jesus nail this old man to the cross of jesus father nail this old man to the cross of jesus i don't want him again i don't want this old man living in me this old man that makes me sin nail this old man to the cross of jesus please father in the name of jesus 
and I know that God will have mercy on you and do that right now. Now, now that we believe that God has nailed that old man to the cross, now ask for the water of life. Say, Lord, you said that if anybody wants to gain your kingdom, he needs the new life, the water of life. To be born inside of him lord give birth to the water of life in me oh god help me to be born of water give me this new life this new man lord please i ask in the name of jesus the bible doesn't want god the bible says god doesn't want anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance so he's willing to give it to you just ask say god please give me this new life give me this new water please give it to me lord so that I will never thirst again. Give me this new water, Lord. Like you gave the woman by the well. Give me this new water, God. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, the third step. Lord have mercy on me and give birth to the Holy Spirit in me. Help me to be born of the Spirit. I want to feel your Holy Spirit in me. Lord, I ask for the Holy Spirit today. Give birth to your Holy Spirit in me. Help me be born of the Spirit. Give birth to your Holy Spirit in me, oh God. I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord, and let me see this power to say no to sin. Let this grace that comes with the water of life and the Holy Spirit give me the power to say no to unrighteousness in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So let me let me pray with you right now. Everlasting Father, I thank you for the people that have um said these prayers oh god i pray oh god almighty that you will set them free from the bondage of sin and satan set them free from the bondage of satan in the name of jesus christ and lord even as they have asked each prayer they've asked nailing the old man to the cross lord nail their old man to the cross lord have mercy oh god even as you had mercy on me many years ago and you nailed my old man to the cross and you set me free that the next day i didn't go into that evil sin again i was free lord set this one's free you said whosoever jesus christ sets free is free indeed father please set this one's free in the name of jesus christ and lord do not leave them empty god because the devil will come right back Give them the water of life, oh God. Give them the new man and give them your Holy Spirit, I ask in the name of Jesus. And let them be born again. Let them be born anew in the name of Jesus Christ. And let them start seeing the evidence as they begin to read your word, oh God. As they begin to pray, oh God. As they begin to take one book of the Bible, studying it and studying it. And understanding who Jesus is, trying to know God better. One day, oh God, let them just bust out with your, with your Holy Spirit. And Lord, give them gifts, give them fruits, whatever, Lord, they need, Lord, for to live this Christian life, oh God. Give it to them, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the glory because there is no one like unto you. Thank you because even as we continue this Bible study, you will continue to save souls, oh God. And Lord, all glory and all honor and all adoration be ascribed to your name. 
in Jesus mighty name we pray amen one more prayer Lord please Lord everyone that has said this prayer oh God everyone that has joined this Bible study hold us firm to the end that we will not perish in hellfire that we all be found in heaven hold us oh God write our names in the book of life with a permanent pen that it will not be erased anymore God Lord do everything to hold us firm let us not be lost we thank you because you will do this in Jesus mighty name of faith amen amen thank you God for everything thank you God for everything I thank you for staying to this time God bless you till I come your way again next Bible study stay blessed